0: And welcome, everyone, to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center on this Thursday evening. The Magic, after a couple of days off, returned to practice here today, and they are back at it on Saturday against the Miami Heat. We do not want to delay. We want to get right into today's program with our guest, Multimedia Machine, senior writer for The Athletic. He does TV for ESPN, 25 years between the New York Post and New York Daily News. But I hear him Monday through Friday on Sirius XM NBA Radio, host of the starting lineup with Brendan Haywood. It's always great to catch up with you, Frank. Is it exhausting being on so many platforms? It's exhausting hearing you say it. I think think we
1: should ask the viewers and the listeners. They're probably exhausted (laughs) of me. Those are the real ones to ask.
0: But most importantly, a fellow paisan, and I I think mostly that that, that trumps everything. But do you enjoy getting up so early? How difficult is it getting up that early every morning, Frank?
1: You know, it's funny uh, because when you're on a beat, you know, you're mostly covering late games. So by the time you get home, it's like, you know, And get to bed is like 12, 1 o'clock. So for the longest time, you know, I was, you know, someone who stayed up late, got up late, you know, it was hard for me to get up before nine o'clock. So when I first started doing the job, I remember thinking, well, there's no way the first day I'll end up being late because I won't be able to wake up. But now I've, you know, kind of changed my lifestyle a little bit. I'm no longer on the beat. So I don't really have to go to these late games anymore and now I kind of – you know, it's funny. You can accomplish a lot more when you get up early.
0: <laughs> Isn't that something?
1: <laughs> it, is, it really is amazing. I used to think staying up late was uh, good for you. It's actually the other way around.
0: No, you're exactly right. Uh, well, great to catch up with you, Frank Isola. And, and Frank, I know you've heard and watched and had – uh, so many tributes uh, honoring Kobe Bryant and that horrific tragedy that happened on Sunday. But it, have there been any new learnings for you as you've heard all these tributes and all these this outpouring of support and the stories that have come out? I know you've had several interactions with them over the years, but what, what kind of stands out over what you've heard over this last week?
1: Well, it, there's a couple of things, and I think of like you know three places, and you know starting with L.A. I you, know, you always knew because I was lucky enough to be out there for a lot of those NBA finals and playoff games, right? got to see Kobe Bryant in the regular season. I knew that he was beloved. Like, you really don't understand the depth of it until you see just that outpouring and what's going on at Staples Center. I really thought it was sweet what the Philadelphia 76ers had done because Kobe had went to high school at Lower Marion in suburban Philadelphia, and I really thought that was a nice touch, that they made it a lot about you know him being a kid from Philadelphia And then, you know, I have a, you know, you mentioned being a paisan. I have a couple of friends, uh, you know, in Italy, and they talked about, including a guy who's in the media, and just what Kobe Bryant, you know, having spent seven years of his, you know, formative years in Italy and how that shaped him, you know, as a person, culturally, obviously he spoke the language, and the people over there are in mourning, and a lot of the Italians feel like he's one of their own, because not only because he spent seven years there, but because he always spoke the language and kind of, you know, grew to love a lot of things Italian. Obviously, he named his four daughters uh, Italian names. So I just think of, like, you know, those towns in Italy, Philadelphia, and L.A., you know, I mean, he meant a lot to everybody, but I think in those three places especially.
0: You know, it's interesting. I heard you uh, interview uh, Om Masook this morning from ESPN. I thought he gave a terrific breakdown of what's happening in L.A. and what the Lakers were going through when they heard it. But uh, we have Jeff Turner, uh, who's our uh, TV analyst who works with me on Fox Sports Florida. And he played in Italy, played against Jelly Bean Bryant. And, and he said his first story was he introduced himself to Kobe, expecting Kobe to have no idea who Jeff was. And he said, oh, yeah, you played against my dad in Italy. Just, just yeah. to, I mean, that, that really meant a lot to him, didn't he? he? Learned to play the game over there, and he really had a love for it, and those people probably are, as you mentioned, probably hurting just as much.
1: You know, it, it, that is a great story, and I'm, and I'm sure for a guy like Jeff, who's pretty accomplished, I know he was on the Olympic team in 84, Right. you know, probably half, after a while, you know, the players don't even remember that you right. played, and to have a guy like that, but that's how where Kobe Bryant was, and I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. Uh, Nat Butler is the photographer for the NBA. Uh, Andy Bernstein is located out on the West Coast, he, so he's always at Staples Center. And he actually did a book with Kobe called, uh, I think it was the Mamba book or the Black Mamba, which it was a picture book. But Nat is the NBA photographer located in the New York metropolitan area. So, of course, you've know, you got the two teams based in New York. You can easily make it to Philadelphia, Boston, and things like that. But whenever they bring the, the players in here when they're young players, whether it's the night of the draft, rookie orientation, Nat is going to be the one taking photos of him. So when Nat went up to Kobe Bryant, I think it probably was the night of the uh draft when Kobe got drafted. And you know, Nat has the camera around him and he's taking photos of Kobe uh after the draft and he introduced himself as Nat Butler. And Kobe said, Oh, you're Nathaniel Butler, huh? No way. And Nat was thinking, Why would you how did you you know, not a lot of people call me that. He said, Well, he goes, your name was on all the Michael Jordan posters I had in my room in Italy. Wow. How about that?
0: How about and, that?
1: and that's it. And that's, in, you know, you see those posters in very small type. It'll say, you know, NBA photo courtesy of Nathaniel Butler. And Kobe Bryant, that's how aware of things he was, which, you know, it, it kind of made it. I mean, He was obviously a very brilliant guy. And, he you know, he used that brilliance on the basketball court. And then in his post playing career, whether it was writing books or uh, the movie, that, that animated feature that he was involved in that won an Academy Award. He was just a very sharp, bright guy.
0: That's a terrific breakdown and insight with the great Frank Isola. You know, what? Stan Van Gundy here in town was telling a story the other day. He said uh, it was 2009 or 2010, shortly after the Magic played the Lakers in the finals. Kobe brought his whole family to Disney World. But asked the Magic if he could use the gym while he was here. So here he is for a week with his family on vacation. In five straight days, some poor guy from the Magic staff at five a.m. had to w- meet him at the gym to let him in. And his thought was, "How am I going to beat a guy that won't take a day off?" Is that why? Is you that know, is that why we love the guy? Just how driven he was, just that that drive to be the best.
1: I I really think it is, and I I think that's an unbelievable story. And I think it also speaks to at a time in the NBA where the game, just the way it's viewed, I think, by the players has changed a little bit. I think the way it's viewed by the front office people with things like load management and everything like that, you know, I I kept thinking about players today. Like Everyone's trying to figure out a way to honor Kobe, and some players want to wear 24-8, and other players don't think they should. That's up to the player to decide. But if you really want to, like, honor the memory of Kobe Bryant, how about, And I'm not saying that some players don't already do this, but what about dedicating yourself full-time to your craft yeah. and trying to become better and trying to become a better competitor? You know, how about the fact that Kobe Bryant put everything he had into being the best version of himself as a basketball player, which I really think is why he was able to walk away as easily as he did. Now, his last few years in L.A. weren't great. He was a little banged up, but it was time to walk away he walked away, and I think he left without any regrets. So I think for a lot of the young players who maybe you are getting a little too wrapped up in what number they're going to wear, what number did Kobe wear, you know, him, you know, Kobe being this, like, global icon, the essence of Kobe Bryant was that work, and that story that you just told is part of it. You know, like, it was, it was a, you know, 20, I love the fact that he wore 24, because to me it was like 24 hours in a day, right, right. and that's how much he was kind of putting into it all the time. And that uh, that to me is the essence of Kobe Bryant, not some, you know, Mamba mentality and all this stuff. Kobe Bryant to his core was just wanted, was a perfectionist and wanted to try to be the best that he could be. And he was the ultimate competitor. And I think that resonates with a lot of people. You knew when you were and I always felt this way. Whenever I saw him in person in LA or if he came to Madison square garden, it was one of those things where you had a feeling there was a chance you were going to see something special, and I was lucky enough to be in the garden the night that he scored the sixty one points and as you 're watching it, you know you 're seeing brilliance. I was lucky enough to see Michael Jordan playing a lot of games, and you know there was a, there was always the opportunity that or there always the chance that Michael Jordan was going to do something spectacular, which really to me kind of separates the the special iconic players, even from the other superstars
0: oh it's a great point it's a, it was you can't miss television or live in person and you feel like you were never cheated a moment of his greatness because he he brought it every single night can can we get there can do you think it's lost on today's players or can can we get to a point where they yeah, they, obviously they're incredibly driven and they're incredibly talented to get to this point, but you're right, somewhere there's a difference between his incredible work ethic that we may have never seen before and and maybe some people that that just don't put in as much.
1: Yeah, and I think you see it with a guy like Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, I, back in March, the NBA uh, reached out to Sirius, and they were looking for someone to host a Q&A with Kobe Bryant. Now, they must have gone through a list of about 100 people, and when they everybody <laughs> – couldn't do it. They must have gone through the list one more time, and they actually got to me eventually. <laughs> I and, couldn't. You know, I couldn't
0: do it either, Frank. I couldn't do it either. I, I, exactly. no, I'm just kidding. I I'm just...
1: thinking. What, I'm thinking to myself, do a Q and A with Kobe Bryant in wow. New York City. I was 100 percent down for that, so I ended up doing it with him. And you know, it was for his book that had come out, part of that Wizarding Art series, which was a kind of a takeoff of the um, Harry Potter. So there were a lot of uh, school-age kids there, maybe like from fifth grade to seniors in high school. And it was very interesting just just watching the way that he would engage with those kids and interact with them and answer their questions. And then, you know, with me, in front of that audience, I was asking him questions about today's NBA. We talked about, you know, LeBron and the Lakers, of course. Even Zion Williamson who at the time was the biggest player in college basketball. I asked him about Giannis Antetokounmpo, and he mentioned how Giannis had actually come out to California that summer and they worked out together. Now, what I found interesting about it was Giannis kumpo never revealed that story. Whereas today, players they can't wait to work out for two minutes and post on Instagram to yes. tell the world that they're working out. Right. I mean, it is kind of your job. Right. I always felt like it's more impressive when you and I work out because we have to somehow fit that into our day. <laughs> That's like right. When your job is to be in shape, I mean, it's you know, it's the least that could be expected. <laughs> but anyway, I thought it was impressive that Giannis sought out. Kobe's advice and Kobe even said that they'd go through drills and after they would finish a drill 20 minutes into it Giannis would sit down as they were taking a break he'd take out his pen and his pen and he would start writing notes down about things that he was doing so I do think there are players in the NBA that share those qualities I think more players need to and maybe less of a sense of entitlement which you know I, I think maybe too many players maybe everybody does every, even young you know younger kids who don't even play basketball have that now. I think that would make the sport a lot better.
0: No, it certainly would, and uh, well, it's been unfortunate, it's been tragic, but it's been great to kind of keep his legacy alive and and honor him with with all these stories and kind of relive some of that, because he did change. He became a different person the last couple years. Okay, Frank, hang in there real quick. We're going to duck in a break. We'll be right back. Magic Drive Time on 96.9 The Game
2: Witness magic above all at Amway Center when the Orlando Magic face the Milwaukee Bucks on Saturday, February 8th. See the team as they battle Giannis Kumpo, Chris Middleton, and the rest of the Bucks. Don't miss out. Be part of the excitement of one of the biggest games of the season. Get your tickets now at orlandomagic.com to see the Magic play the Bucks Saturday, February 8th. Tip-off is at 5 p.m.
0: Hey Magic fans, here's a pass that always leads to a score. Buy or renew a qualifying Walt Disney World annual pass at Amway Center this season, and score a free Orlando Magic Nike Swingman jersey in the color of your choice. One annual pass gets you a year of theme park magic at all four Walt Disney World parks, and an Orlando Magic jersey. That's twice the magic. Visit the Orlando Magic team shop at Amway Center or orlandomagic.com slash annual pass for more information.
2: Magic fans, are you in need of a new roof? Roof damage is not always visible from the ground. In order to make sure your roof is sealed and secure during rain and hurricane seasons, call Carol Bradford Roofing today for a free roof inspection. As the official builder of the Magic, Carol Bradford Roofing is a licensed and insured family-owned company who's been trusted for years to provide quality work and products to protect the most prized possessions under a roof, your family. To speak with a professional today, call 833-237-ROOF or visit cbroofing.com and mention the Magic to receive $500 off your new roof roof. Chick-fil-A has teamed up with the Magic to reward fans with free original chicken sandwiches. If the Magic hit 10 or more three-pointers in a home game, everyone in attendance of that game will win a free original chicken sandwich from Chick-fil-A. Trying to go around him, can't. Over to Isaac, 4-3, J.I. Up and in! All you have to do is take your ticket stub or your redemption offer in the Magic app into any participating Central Florida location for a free original chicken sandwich. For official rules, visit OrlandoMagic.com Chick-fil-A.
0: This is Jonathan Isaac from the Orlando Magic celebrating big wins and the work that gets you there. For those who use disappointments, turning them into opportunities to learn, to grow, and to thrive. For those who rise every day with the sole purpose of improving on who they were yesterday. The experts at Advent Health support you for proving we all have the power to rise to any challenge. Advent Health, feel whole.
2: exciting news magic fans and pasta lovers olive garden and the orlando magic have teamed up for a delicious giveaway when the magic make three or more dunks during a home game everyone in attendance receives an offer for buy one entree get one free just open your magic app after the game to receive the voucher so grab your tickets for the opportunity to score this mouthwatering deal At Mountain Dew, we say here's to the doers. The people who know you gotta do what you gotta do. Who do it big. Then do it bigger. Who don't just watch. So if there's something you want to do, here's a little advice. Grab yourself an ice-cold Mountain Dew. And get to it. That's right. Get going. Get started. Stand up. Jump up. Grab hold of it. Work it out. Grind it out. Get stoked. Get passionate. And do it. Don't ask how you should do it. Don't ask if it can be done. Because there are those who don't. And those who do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do. Let's do the do.
0: This is Wesley do of the Orlando Magic. Stuck in traffic? Then keep your dial on Magic Job Time with Dante Marcatelli. I appreciate you, Wes. Welcome back to Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Don't miss the opportunity to see the Magic take on the Bucks Saturday, February eighth, at Amway Center. Watch Aaron Gordon and the Magic face Giannis Antetokounmpo and the rest of the Bucks. Tip off is five p.m. early start time. OrlandoMagic.com for tickets and get ready for Magic above all. Great to catch up with you, Frank Isola. And Frank, you do a great job. You're based in New York, and I so I have to ask you. I can't have you on the phone and not ask you. It's great theater. Uh, how does the Kyrie Irving Brooklyn Net situation end? Does, does this end one day in a NBA championship, or or do we or does it go a different direction, Frank? It's got to be great theater.
1: A a lot of it is going to depend on how Kevin Durant comes back, whether or not he's healthy. You know, Kyrie Irving's a terrific player. I think you know what's a little disheartening is that you know he had this you know he kind of flamed out in Boston and his reputation took a little bit of a hit. You know, you're coming to New York not too far from where you grew up in West Orange, New Jersey, but you're coming with a clean slate, and I don't necessarily think he's kind of looked at it like that. I think he gets wrapped up a little bit in too much nonsense, but I'm kind of willing to hold off judgment until Kevin Durant comes back, because that's really part of it. They're not going to win a championship without Kevin Durant, so that's how it'll be judged, but he's going to have to go a long way and right now it doesn't look great, but again, we'll 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 see what it looks like when Kevin Durant gets back.
0: Did you enjoy Alfred Payton's reaction to Jay Crowder stealing the basketball and kind of how that there seemed to be unwritten rules. You guys talked about it this morning, but did you did you enjoy him kind of retaliating that way or, or should you play till the final buzzer?
1: Oh, well, I, I thought like they both handled it wrong. I thought Jay Crowder, you know, at that time there's forty eight seconds left, the game is over. Now, in theory there's nothing wrong with Jay, with with what Jay right. Crowder did, but you are kind of rubbing it in. And I don't even mind Alfred Payton doing something, but I don't like the way that he did it where a guy is shooting a jumper and you're shoving him in yes, his chest. that's true. He's in a vulnerable position. That's it. You know, those, a lot of those court-side seats by that time were empty. He easily could have, you know, hit his head on a piece of metal. You know, after he takes the shot, you want to get in his face and have it out with him. You know, man-to-man, that's one thing. I, I thought that was a bit of a cheap shot. I shouldn't say, you know, a bit of a cheap shot. It was a cheap shot. You know, somebody can get hurt like that. He's in a vulnerable position. I, I I thought that was wrong, but you know, unless you know, the Knicks are. This it never ends with the Knicks. Every month or so, they remind you of what a of what a joke <laughs> it's been there for really twenty years. It's 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 embarrassing.
0: The Knicks the Knicks haven't been good for a while, but boy, you find a way to make it interesting every morning. There always seems to be a story almost daily for you.
1: Yeah, no, that well, the, the Knicks do it, <laughs> and you know the fans buy into it. You know, every year the Knicks sell hope. And the fans, you know, they keep buying it. And, you know, they sell out a lot of games to their credit. But, you know, every year we're going to get this guy, we're going to get that guy, and... The only thing that ever changes is the losing. That seems to stay pretty consistent.
0: All right, Frank, there, there's so much nationally about Markel Fultz. We didn't know a lot the last couple of years. We have him here. You would think uh, maybe what happened in Philadelphia, this would be a guy that may be a little jaded, and he, he could not be nicer. He could not be more approachable. It uh, seems like nothing happened. Uh, it had went through nothing the last couple of years. He has been a breath of fresh air for us here in Central Florida. Well, what do you make of that Markel Fultz story?
1: You know, in in things like this, you know, you always have to give the player credit for being the one that wants to put the work in. And I also got to give the magic, you know, front office, the coaching staff, a lot of credit, too, for taking a chance on a guy. And you know how it works. When you're the number one overall pick, it's very difficult. Look at Greg Oden, look at Anthony Bennett, and you're just judged a little bit differently than the number two pick is going to be judged. And he came into the league, he's still a young guy. I I mean, he must, at this point, he must be at 82 career NBA games. It's like he's only played the equivalent of a full NBA season. Right. And I, th- I think it's been a tough go for him, but it's, real- it's been one of the better stories of the NBA season. He- I know he had a triple-double. I know he had one with the Sixers, but A, that was against, I think it was the, the last day of the season. Correct. So in a lot of ways, it doesn't, you know, that was kind of going through the motions. Right. But I like what he's done. But I got to give my guy, uh, you know, I've known Steve Clifford a long time. He was an assistant coach under Jeff Van Gundy in New York when they had Tom Thibodeau on that staff. They had a really good coaching staff. And Steve does a good job in terms of player development, and I think for Mark Fultz, it's great. Like I said, it's a it's a
0: great story,
1: and he's still a young guy. Is he twenty one?
0: Yeah, twenty one. he is, right? Twenty one. Yeah,
1: think, right. Like I'm not, I'm not writing and closing the book on anybody at the age of twenty one. No. That is, uh, that's pretty young. So it's. It's like I said, it's one of the better stories of the NBA season. Nah,
0: I don't know about you, but I was a disaster at twenty one. So you're right. You can't close. you can't close the book on anybody. Last thing, as you look nationally at this magic team, what do you think is missing? What do you think is working? What do you you know, as you mentioned, Steve Clifford, he's one of the best at it, and you know he'll get the most out of all the talent he's got, but what what can this team realistically do in your opinion?
1: Well, it's it's funny you say that. I think out of most of the teams in the NBA they do get the most out of their talent. They have an all-star player in Vucevic. You know, Aaron Gordon looked at times, he looks like he could be an all-star borderline type of player, but they don't have that star player. And that's the thing. So the big question is, where do you get that player? Do you try to take a chance on a guy like Markel Fultz, like they did develop him into it? Perhaps. Can you get lucky in the draft? The Milwaukee Bucks got lucky in the draft. What well, was the 15th overall pick. Right. So, you know, it's it's about trying to find that star player. I'm impressed with the fact that, they still keep their head above water. It looks like they're going to be a playoff team again and no knock on their backcourt, but it's not, you know, it's not Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. Sure, And they're still able, to, you know, in a guard-driven league, they're still able to win games. So it's, it's impressive, but it's, it's going to be a long haul. Listen, I've been to the Orlando Magic, uh, you know, when they were in the NBA Finals, I was there when Stan Van Gundy, that team beat LeBron. You know, so I, I know how excited the people get down there. I would say just be patient and let's face it, Luck is a big factor. At some point, they got to get a little lucky.
0: Ah, uh, you're right. Well said. And how long till the, you get the athletic to cave in and they station you in Italy, Frank? How long till that happens?
1: Uh, I I, w- I would be up for that. <laughs> Covering a little you soccer that'd be fun.
0: Ah, I'll be living that
1: Internet living that international lifestyle. Ah. Speaking of that, when you see Steve Clifford, yes. you know I talk. To oh him yeah, this a lot. Steve. Steve is a big soccer guy, and his dream is to. I know that he's real. He'll only be Orlando Magic for one job that would be coaching manchester united and ask him <laughs> they might need him now more than ever cuz that team's a disaster
0: i'm going to tell he says when he when he gets let go and he always jokes it could come soon but we know it won't but he's going he plans to go over there for i'm sure you've done that many times but he plans to go over there march and gortat got him into uh got him into soccer and he plans to go over there and visit all those stadiums
1: no it's it's funny cuz that i i love the sport of soccer i still play it i follow you know the, the two sports for me basketball and uh soccer I followed a lot and Steve, like over the years when I would talk to him, I was I was actually pretty impressed and I would I would I would always deny it he, there was a lot of things that he knew more than I did. So I'm is like that how right how is no. that possible but he knows a lot about uh, his favorite team, Manchester United and uh, it's it's very listen it's a great sport and as you guys know, listen, we watch these sports in our country and we look you know the, the NFL is great, the NBA is great but some of these games never end. At yep. least in soccer, it's a two-hour deal. I get it. They might play a little bit of injury time. It's still it's still two hours. So it could be the best game you've ever seen. It could be the most boring game you've ever seen. All I know is it's still only going to take up two hours of my day.
0: You know, no matter what, it's only going to be two hours either way. Frank, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for making the time, and best of luck as you continue on here, okay?
1: Yeah, it's the same for you guys. Uh, anytime, and please, Say hello to my guy Steve
0: Clifford. No, I certainly will. First thing he'll say is, "Who uh, you saw? This, you saw the Red Devils lost, right?" Before every interview, you saw the Red Devils lost, right? <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> right? You're right. All right. Thanks a lot, Frank. Appreciate it. See you guys. All right, the great Frank Isola. He's done. Does a little bit of everything with ESPN, NBA, Sirius XM radio, and and of course, a senior writer for the Athletic. And he's right. It is exhausting running through all those titles, but he does it all, and, and he does a great job. That'll do it for this edition of Magic Drive Time, presented by International Diamond Center. Have a great night, everybody. See at Amway Center and see magic above all when the Orlando Magic face their home state rivals, the Miami Heat on Saturday, February 1st. Watch Markel Fultz, Aaron Gordon, and the team as they battle Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, and the rest of the Heat.
2: Magic rebound and run. Look out, Fultz going to the rim. He'll pack it down. The tomahawk, Markel Fultz. Buy your tickets
0: today at OrlandoMagic.com to see the Magic play the Heat. Saturday, February 1st at 7 p.m. You won't want to miss this big game